0: this is the movement of the holy family leading people to jesus through friendship good conversation and the rosary (laughs) so welcome to our rosary meditation we live in a social media age and in an intolerant age We think we live in a country with freedom of speech, we do not. You can be canceled, fired, or ostracized based on almost anything you say on social media. What is worse, what you say may be acceptable today and tomorrow, it is not. There is no standard for truth or justice in social media and the cancel culture. What you say or post on your personal social media will be held against you professionally as well as socially. More than that, the very structure of social media itself is often a trap for people who indulge in being overly opinionated and who are looking for an excuse to avoid the more pressing demands of the real world. So, should you speak out or post publicly against evil and falsehood? That's the question. Should we or should we not? And if so, when? While there isn't any exact formula, the following five prudential principles can help you make good decisions about when you should or shouldn't weigh in on a given issue. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for, especially for Olivia Keneally, little Thomas Lauer, and Cormac, my grandson. Our first principle to guide you in your decision-making on whether to speak out or not. The first principle is that you don't have to tell everyone everything. Sure, you can never speak or endorse a lie, but sometimes you can just keep silent. No one should be spouting their opinion on every issue or every current event. If you're constantly proclaiming your views to the world, That's a sign, probably, that you need to step back and be more selective about picking your battles. Secondly, one must determine the seriousness of the falsehood being disseminated. Is this a crucial issue, say, about Christ and his church, or about life or death? Is it something you think immortal souls depend on? Or is it something less urgent, say, a pet peeve, or a false conception you're tired of hearing about. thirdly, what is your authority and potential impact? A bishop has a greater authority and potential to affect change in the minds of people than a layman when it comes to matters of faith and morals. A doctor may have a greater authority and impact defending the unborn than an accountant. So we must ask ourselves, Do I have a competency or authority or potential impact that others will not have? If so, then I have a greater responsibility to speak out on that subject. Am I competent to respond effectively relative to others who might speak the truth? One strategy could be that rather than speaking from your own authority, instead recommend to people some more competent authority to read or listen to on an issue. And the best authority to lead people to is Jesus in the gospel and his teaching in the catechism. However, if every competent authority is silent, then someone must speak out. It may be that you have to speak, because those who could speak better and more effectively have chosen not to. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now
1: and at the hour of
0: our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Shall be the world without Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from fires all souls to especially those who will speak
0: Now, before we speak up publicly, we need to reflect on what are the goods we realistically stand to lose for speaking the truth. Do you stand to lose the esteem of those who are complicit with sin and the persecutors of truth? Then, so what? Why would you want their esteem in the first place? Do you stand realistically to lose your job? Well, what is the likelihood you can get another? Do you stand to lose your company? How many families rely on you for work? This isn't the only consideration, but it is a crucial consideration. You owe those close to you, and especially your dependents, more than you owe an anonymous public. Of course, that includes your example and your family may benefit from seeing you publicly seeing you be and your family may benefit from seeing you publicly ridiculed or persecuted but in any case you have to ask how will your stand affect you and those around you our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven thy womb, Jesus. Holy
1: Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and to the hour of our death.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now,
1: and ever shall be, the world without
0: end. Amen. Oh, my Jesus. forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of
1: hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who most need thy mercy.
0: And before we speak publicly, we need to ask, what is our motivation? Why do you want to speak out, or why would you choose to remain silent? There are good and bad reasons for both. Do you want to speak out because you are experiencing a personal inconvenience that makes you angry? Conversely, are you afraid to speak out because it may cost you some personal inconvenience, but not a real loss of significant good things? Our fears and disordered attachments to our ego, comfort, or selfishness can cause us to speak when we should be silent and to remain silent when we should speak out. We must examine our motivations and ask ourselves, Am I the kind of person who is more likely to be timid and silent when I should speak out? Or am I more likely to be brash and speak out when I should keep my mouth shut? The key is to know yourself and try to counterbalance your excesses so that you can stay to the middle course which is closest to virtue. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
0: We must be courageous, which means we must be willing to sacrifice lesser things for the sake of greater things, even to the point of sacrificing our lives. However, courage must be guided by prudence. Therefore, we need to be strategic. There are two tragedies in life. To die on the wrong hill... And to not die on the right one. We must have the courage to lose things for the right cause, and at the same time, we don't want to stupidly throw away our reputation or our profession or freedoms for dying on every hill in sight. Plan out ahead of time what hill you are willing to die on professionally, socially, and physically. What hill? Would you die on? What issue would you be willing to truly sacrifice for? Try to make this as realistic as possible. Would you be a witness or participate in a wedding that goes against the teaching of Jesus on marriage? Would you participate in gender diversity training in your company? Would you be silent when someone mocked religion or the official structure of the church? Now, good people may disagree with you on each of these issues and whether you should die on this or that hill but that might but that might be because it's not their hill but yours it's a prudential decision it's your decision but you must make it ahead of time however if there is no hill that you will die on if there is not a greater cause for which you'd sacrifice yourself then that just means it is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary,
1: Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now,
1: and ever shall be, world without end. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls down,
0: especially those who most need thy Finally, there are millions, maybe even billions of people in the world who think the atheistic secularism consuming our world is crazy, but they are scared and discouraged. They need and want to be encouraged by courageous Christians who are willing to sacrifice lesser goods in order to defend greater things. Discouragement is best overcome by the witness of the brave. So be among the brave, not the reckless, not the cowardly, but the brave. February 15th, right around the corner, marks the sixth anniversary of the deaths of 20 Coptic Christian men from Egypt and one Christian man from Ghana, who were martyred for their faith by Isis. The 21st martyr, Matthew. Ioriga was not one of the Egyptian Christians, and he had his chance to escape by denial when the terrorists asked him if he rejected Jesus. But he saw the immense faith of the others and and was encouraged, and reportedly said, I am a Christian. I am like them, knowing that he too would be killed. A martyr means to be a witness. No one can witness to the truth like those who are willing to sacrifice on its behalf. So, may God guide our witness. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who must
0: be our Christian. St. Michael the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, Thank you for joining us as we lead people to Jesus through friendship, good conversation, and the rosary. To find out more about why we pray this way and to become a member of our movement, go to schoolfaith.com.